This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, June 14th, 2012. I'm Caleb Brown. J.P. Morgan lost at least $3 billion in a quarter. Stockholders took a big hit. The company was not in danger. And yet, the company's head is hauled before Congress. Why do we care? Because despite Dodd-Frank's financial regulation too big to fail and the bailouts that come with it are still a reality. Mark Calabria, Director of Financial Regulation Studies at the Cato Institute, comments. I mean, the concern with J.P. Morgan is, of course, that J.P. Morgan is viewed as too big to fail uh, and that if J.P. Morgan had a big enough loss that the taxpayer might be, quote unquote, forced to inject funds. Uh, and so some of the concern is, you know, this trade in itself does not look like it was going to threaten the solvency of J.P. Morgan or the financial system. But, you know, could some smaller firm make the same mistake? So could some other important firm make a mistake? Could this mistake have grown out of proportion to where it actually did threaten J.P. Morgan? So a lot of the concern drives from the fact that much of the financial industry, both explicitly and implicitly, is being backed by the uh, the taxpayer. And so that that's fundamentally the concern. Uh, there's also the broader political concern that uh, Dodd-Frank has not turned out to be the political winner that many of its supporters had hoped. There's a tremendous amount of, I think, public concern about it. Uh, and so you are almost two years later after Dodd-Frank. And, and so for those who promised that Dodd-Frank would fix everything in the financial system, this certainly raises questions uh, about how effective it is. Jamie Dimon, a fierce critic of Dodd-Frank, does that have something to do with him being brought before? Absolutely. Absolutely. Certainly a number of other firms uh, have criticized Dodd-Frank. But Jamie Dimon had the combination of, one, being probably one of the better managers in a firm that made it through the financial crisis in better shape uh, than many others. So this was a firm that came across as being very well run, but but Jamie Dimon was also very vocal. I mean, for instance, he publicly challenged Ben Bernanke uh, about the implementation of Dodd-Frank. And so when you saw one of the most vocal and one of the most credible critics of Dodd-Frank sort of stumble, you know, obviously the supporters of Dodd-Frank saw that as an opportunity to kind of pounce. Bringing Jamie Dimon before uh, Congress to talk about uh, a multi-billion dollar loss. It's not a small amount of money, but it reminds me of when Lloyd Blankfine was brought before a Senate panel and was quizzed by Carl Levin, and it seemed clear that Lloyd Blankfine just wasn't going to say anything, was going to let Carl Levin try to explain certain uh, financial transactions, and it, it, it seemed like a show where uh, members of Congress wanted some sort of uh, some sort of victory there's, that where, there, where there's none to be had. There's definitely some political theater to it. Uh, I would say that there certainly was a substantial difference between what we saw with Senator Levin and, and Goldman Sachs, uh, in that you know Jamie Dimon went in front of the banking committee, and he's he's going to appear soon in front of the House Financial Services, but went in front of the banking committee, and largely dominated the conversation. Really, I think, came across probably better after the hearing than he did going into it. Uh, projected confidence, projected you know some sense of knowing what was going on in the firm. He certainly came across as contrite and apologetic that, you know, yes, we made mistakes, but you didn't really hear him back off of his positions. There wasn't a sort of change in now I think uh, Volcker rule part of Dodd-Frank or the rest of the bill is terrific. And of course, you didn't really see a lot of this was jockeying among the members of the committee. Uh, and I think it does raise questions in my mind about the priorities of the committee. You know, quite frankly, I think the best 
statement made with Senator Shelby at the beginning, uh, pointing out that J.P. Morgan has lost a little bit more than $2 billion of its own money, and we've had the executive here in front of the committee, but uh, Freddie and Fannie have lost close to $200 billion of public money, and their executives have yet to be called before Democrats in Senate. So certainly gives you a sense of you know what are the priorities and, and, and what do members of Congress want to talk about versus perhaps what they should be talking about. The concern is legitimate that J.P. Morgan might be considered too big to fail, that ultimately uh, taxpayers may be called upon by members of Congress to deal with losses from one of these large firms. But that's the only reason why this oh, this matters in any way, shape, or form. Absolutely. I mean, certainly in a political sense, it matters to, to sort of you – know, as an embarrassment of the financial services industry. And of course, that in itself raises questions about Dodd-Frank. As, as we all know, Dodd-Frank promised us that uh, bailouts would be over. So if Dodd-Frank actually ended bailouts, why do we care? Uh, you know, but of course, it raises the question that uh, I don't believe much of the public buys the the argument that Dodd Frank is going to end bailouts. So there is this perception again that J.P. Morgan. Uh, but I, I think some of this is also a perception that many see that regulation is supposed to somehow stop all losses. That you know, no bank should ever suffer a loss. Uh, and I think it's a very fundamentally mistaken view of markets. Uh, I would argue that markets actually need mistakes, need to learn. And you know, we have stronger markets, stronger financial markets uh, if market participants actually take losses. You know, for instance, one of the things I think that got us into this financial crisis was a great deal of complacency by investors, borrowers, bankers, regulators. Uh, so I think actually that markets are stronger in the long run if market participants are occasionally reminded that their money is at risk. You encourage a level of due diligence you need. So yes, I mean, it's also important to look at that JP Morgan's stock price has taken a very big hit. So they've certainly paid for this. Uh, at least three executives have been fired, which is more than we can say for the regulators who seemingly were asleep at the wheels, both at JP Morgan and during the financial crisis. So I would say this is actually the picture of how things should work. Uh, you know, a financial firm, a large financial firm, can take a multi-billion-dollar loss. Uh, the disruptions to our overall markets are minimal. There's no uh, systemic crisis, uh, and you know, the responsible parties were actually disciplined. So to me, rather than seeing this as a failure of the system, as some do, uh, I think it's a great success of the system. Mark Calabria is director of the Cato Institute's Financial Regulation Studies. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.